Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. I am your host, Jeremy Nichols. I am here today with some special guests. I got Jack and Nelson on here today. Guys, how are y'all doing? Doing good, doing good. How are you doing, Jeremy? Hey, not too bad. What about you, Nelson? What's going on? Yeah, man, I'm doing great. It's great to join you and uh, Jack and talk some Nuggets hoops. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so obviously we, we've been talking about um, we did a little pre-show, just throwing some questions back and forth with each other today. Um, but like I mentioned before, Nelson, this is your first time on here. And I want you to introduce yourself. Tell us sure. you know, how long you've been a Nuggets fan. And, you know, I, I've, and of course, you've been through a lot of heartbreaks with the team, just like, That's we right. have, you know, so just just give us a little quick of your backstory. Sure, sure. So I moved to Denver in uh, 1977. So um, not to give away my age, but um, <laughs> I was uh, 12 years old at the time Wow! and um, started listening to actually the games first and then um, picked up watching, you know, TV with Channel 2 at the time and but listened on the radio with um, a guy named Al Alberts, who's Marv Alberts brother, who wow. was that by play-by-play guy. In fact, he's the person who named Dan Issel's shot Issel with the missile. <laughs> and um, so grew up during that time period, um, went to um, some high school called Columbine, which I don't think anyone's heard of, um, but wow. went there and went to two David Thompson basketball camps um in 1983 um and 1984 i believe uh those camps included magic johnson wow um dr j uh george the Iceman gervin uh michael ray richardson who was a denver product um and magic johnson i think i said that too so just really enjoyed that. Um, became a huge fan. Um, and then uh, I graduated from UNC in Greeley. Um, um, actually, let me let me take a step back, too. did want to say this one because it's one of the biggest regrets I have in not having a piece of this uh, history. I did go to the Nuggets game against the Pistons. Uh, in 1983, the highest scoring the high scoring game. game? Wow, that is wow. awesome. So I was there for that game. And when I say that, I mean, I wish I still had my ticket stub because yeah. that would have been really classic to still have, right? Like I would have framed that. Yeah. Um, didn't think about that at the time. But uh, yeah, and so moved out to um, California, um, worked in sports television actually for 12 years doing um, producing, directing, camera work for the Sharks, the Warriors, the A's and the Giants. Um, But I can honestly say I probably haven't missed more than a handful of games, you know, since my early fandom with with the Nuggets. Um, Highlighted that time was when they traded for Alex English. Uh, George Gervin for Alex English. Alex English was actually at one of those um, camps uh, with David Thompson at um, uh, School of Mines, actually. And 
I got to meet and sit down and have lunch with Alex English. And it was kind of a life-changing moment. Like the guy I can imagine. was just so smooth, so nice to talk to, so genuine. He became my favorite player of all time until um, some guy from Serbia entered into the picture. Um, uh, Wonder who had that some is. Crazy stories with David Thompson and and watching him jump at the camps where he would he would do a hundred jumps in a row to the rim, standing still. Wow! Just going up, grabbing the rim. Then he would go up and grab, not grab, but touch the top of the square um, on on that. And he talked about how, you know, he didn't have big enough hands. So he would actually cup the basketball when he dunked. And he had like a scar like on his forearm because, you know, he hit the rim so hard with some of his slams. Um, So, yeah, so that's. That's my background. Did the the sports thing? Um, have a little podcast about the Broncos that I uh, enjoy to do. Oh, but boy. Um, always been in, uh, <laughs> you know, enjoying the idea of being in in sports in some way. Got a degree with journalism from very cool from Greeley. So it's just a a dream kind of continued. Very, very doing this, cool. and I really nice, appreciate nice. it. It's fun. Oh man, this yeah, this stuff this stuff is great. But no, Nelson, that is. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. It's, it's always yeah. it's always cool to hear one different perspectives, especially somebody from a point of view of being there, right? You yeah. know, you hear the stories about that Nuggets and Pistons game, that crazy scoring and all these different things, and for you to actually be in the building, oh, it was amazing. Oh man, yeah. the I amazing wish, thing I wish was I... <laughs> the, the unfortunate thing was they they lost the game, obviously. Yeah. Right, right, right. But. Right. Um, just the insanity of just so many scores on that basketball court with yep. Kiki Vandway and Alex. Right. Uh, they had Isaiah Thomas and um, Kelly Tripuka, um, you know, who uh, is actually re- is the son of Frank Tripuka, who is a um, Hall of Famer yeah. for the Broncos. Um, so, yeah, just all of that was just incredible. And I think. Doug Moe, if I if my memory serves me correctly, got kicked out of the game. So uh, <laughs> for the last part of the game, I believe they had their assistant head coach um, coaching, and I don't remember his name, but uh, Bill Hanslick was on that team. Gotcha. Um, you know, okay. just a, an amazing game. Um, so that was fun to go to for sure. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Perspective-wise, cool. I didn't really understand that this was, you know, going to be legendary as far as the highest scoring game. At the time, yeah. yeah, 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 I, yeah, can, yeah. I can imagine, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, most of the time, it's all about, obviously, what we're seeing in front of us. You can't really predict what the future is going right. to, you know, what's going to happen. But to just be there in that building. I mean, anytime I go to a Nuggets game in general, it's an amazing feeling to me. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. what the game yeah. is. How the, I mean, of course, you want the Nuggets to win all the time. Yeah. But anytime you're just there, it's just the environment, the feel, right? But to be in that place with so many Hall of Fame guys, so many people that paved the way for a lot of the players that we watch today is – that's unbelievable, man. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty cool. It's fun. Jack, you got any uh, you got any stories for us about your your 
Nuggets games that you've been to? Man, I can't top that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It, it, no, no, I, I appreciate it, but I, I am I'm I'm a lot younger than that. Um I, I mean as a kid I just saw those early two thousands teams with AI and Billups and all that. So I couldn't really pin one down because I didn't really go to the playoff games, but overall just good. <laughs> Yeah, very cool. Yeah, very my cool. last game I went to was the last year. Um, I ended up sitting next to Nicola's brother. Um, Which one? Yeah. The I mean, they're both like huge <laughs> men. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know his name. He he seems to be somebody that you wouldn't want to mess with okay i think i think i know which one you're talking about it's it's gotta be the it's gotta be the like the bigger guy who's like tatted all the way yeah and he was like his own little celebrity (laughs) like people were coming up and throughout the whole game and it was actually the game that um against houston last year where michael porter uh got injured i don't know if you remember that but Mm. they won in the last second on a joke kick block and um, so it was a good, fun game to go to. Um, and it was kind of my first chance to be at Ball Arena. But, yeah, it was uh, it was a fun experience. I can imagine. It's, it's you know, anytime you get to go to games, like I said before, it's just it's it's fun. You know, um, one of the cool one of the cool stories that I have, I know it's not on on that level, Nelson, because you kind of set the bar for us at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the cool guys that um that I know really well, um, his name is Garrett Elwood. He's actually the Nuggets photographer. Oh cool. Um, yeah, and and before I actually moved to Colorado, I moved to Colorado in 2015 from New York. And um one of the reasons I moved out here was because I wanted to, you know, I've been a Nuggets fan, been a Broncos fan for so long. It's like, yeah. why not move to the place where my right. favorite teams are at? Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I was like, at the time I'm online and I'm looking for people who do what I like to do. And I love photography. So I reached out to, to Garrett Elwood and, and oh, cool. I'm like, I'm moving to Colorado. I actually would like to have like a mentor for my photography and just oh, nice. somebody I can look up to. Right. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, that's dude, that's cool. Let me know when you when you, you know, move to Denver and everything. And then um, one of the first games that I went to in Denver, I actually went to the first night I moved to Colorado. It was in um, it was in February. I think the Nuggets were playing the uh, let me see. It was the Pelicans at the time. Right? Oh, cool. So they, they played the Pelicans and I go to the game. Man, I don't, it was kind of funny because I pulled up to the game in like a like an Escalade. Like somebody had sent me a oh, cool. car. It was like the most <laughs> random thing in the world, right? So they sent me a car. I get to the game, um, and I actually like I, I I DM'd Garrett, and I was like, "Hey, I'm sitting in row one oh something or whatever," and he walks up to my seat. Oh, like, nice! He's, he's coming <laughs> off the court, taking pictures of the players and everything, and he comes up to my seat, and you know we we talk for a little while, and. You know, fast forward about two years later, um, like I ended up getting married. I had my daughter and everything. And I texted Garrett like, hey, I'm at the game again. He pulls up with his camera and takes pictures of me and my family and, oh, my daughter oh, nice. and everything like at halftime and then proceeds to go back down. And it's taking pictures of like, you know, all the, yeah. you know, all the, the Kenneth Fareeds and all those yeah, guys yeah, that was yeah. at, at that time. Yeah. And um, like to this day, um, like Garrett Elwood was actually, I don't know if you guys saw the picture of um, Aaron Gordon dunking yep. over Landry Shamit. That was him. Yeah. That oh, was wow. his picture. Yeah. So the side so, view. Right. The side yeah. view. He was yeah. the one who took that picture. So it's like just the, like the way that things come full circle when you're right. in, in a moment, you know, somebody. And I actually um, reached out to him after and I was like, dude. 
that was that picture was amazing. Like yeah, it was just was to, to be sitting picture. so close. And it almost did. looked like Aaron Gordon was floating, right? Like it did. parallel to the ground, like yeah. just incredible. Nah, it's it's just it's just always cool to me to like you know have stories like that. And, you know, shout out to um uh, to Vicky Ray. You know, obviously most of us as just as Nuggets fans, we know who she is. She's probably the mm-hmm. most like well known Nuggets fan on earth. I mean, oh, every sure. player knows her. You know, from the Marcus Cambys to the Kenyon Martins, all these guys come back to Denver and they immediately go to her like, hey, you got candy for me? <laughs> yeah. Like she's, she, she's the candy. She's the candy lady. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but now nah, Vicky, Vicky's amazing. So it's always cool. And, and I actually want to sit down and talk with her and pretty much do the same thing. What, what you're telling me about, you know, just different stories, different things that right, we, right, right. we haven't gotten a chance to see personally, because you always like to hear from Nuggets fans who were there. Right. You know, it's yeah. it's watching on TV is one experience, but to be there and to see it up close and personal, yeah. that's a different feeling. Oh, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to go to the Broncos Super Bowl against um, Carolina because oh, wow. it was out in the Bay Area. Wow. And I tell people I go, um, you know, that's the second biggest highlight of my life. <laughs> Um, next to my kids being born and right. my wife goes what about me man <laughs> <laughs> where, where do I fit into this I'm like honey you're there you're there baby but right 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 you know uh this was like amazing to be there at that at that Super Bowl but that's a different different topic but yeah just being at the sporting event is totally different and it's a obviously a great great feeling yeah for sure for sure now now, Jack, you you brought up a you brought up an interesting point. Um, you know, when we were talking in the pregame, obviously, you know, the Nuggets have been on a pretty interesting week. These last yeah. I want to say last two and a half weeks, yeah, they they have some serious highs, and then some games where you looked at them like, why did you just lose that game? Yeah, you know, yep. um, obviously, right now the Nuggets are sitting first in the West. Um, I believe they are 26 and 13, I believe is the record. Um, yep. I think they are actually tied for the second best record in the league. Um, they have the same record as the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the mm-hmm. only team right now that's ahead of both of those teams is the Boston Celtics. Now, on our most recent show, um, well, when we, you know, it was you, myself and Alex, we talked about the Nuggets uh, preparing to play the Boston Celtics. And, of course, mm-hmm. we had a conversation about that team. Um, even Ja Morant, you know, I brought that up, that Ja Morant talked about that, too, in his interview with, uh, I believe it was Taylor Rooks, where he mentioned that the only team in the league that he fears is the Boston Celtics. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know if he said fears, but the only team that he's, I guess, yeah. somewhat concerned about. Yeah. Um, and then she asked him if there's any team in the West that you're worried about and he said nope i'm fine i'm not worried about the west which is obviously disrespectful to <laughs> the best team in the west right now but I exactly agree. um but you you brought up the celtics and i think we mm-hmm. all agreed um that the celtics you know they're they're obviously won by record the best team and that they're yep. you know the defending eastern conference champions now yep. i guess i'm just kind of going to put your question up on the screen here so you asked the question do we still think the celtics are the team to beat now, Nelson? I want to. I want to have your your take on this. Yep. Um. And and just based on obviously the fact that the Celtics, the Nuggets did beat the Celtics just recently, um, and they pretty much led the entire game. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And then two, they did then follow that up by getting drubbed by the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they let the Thunder put a hundred and fifty points on them. 
Um, so you, which is insane, which is yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. unreal. Yeah. So you yeah. being a guy who's been to a game personally where a lot of points were scored, <laughs> um, what do you what are your thoughts about the Celtics in general? They are still leading the East right now. What are your thoughts on them? Yeah, I mean, I think the Oklahoma City game is an anomaly, right? Like, um, I was distraught after the Nuggets lost to Minnesota, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. you kind of put it in play, like, um, with one of your tweets, just saying, like, you know, this team was just tired. Yeah, right. They did look exhausted to me. They yeah. looked. They just didn't look like they were in it. And I'm sure that Boston was kind of in that same place where they were on the road and maybe just a little burnt out the fact they they lost and gave up 150 points is insane it is i mean when i saw that defensive team too yeah is that i almost did like a double take right yeah but i still think they are the best team and the bet the reason i think that is just based on the fact that this was a team that was in the nba finals last year right And sometimes you have to go through that pain of losing, you know, a a finals game or finals um, championship series to kind of gain the medal to know, like, we can't, you know, not put the pedal to the medal. We can't do certain things and not be successful. It's just a learning experience, Right. right? It's a maturity thing. And Jason Tatum and Brown are both young, young athletes. Jason Tatum's only 24 years old. Wow. You know, so you think about those two guys and how uh, efficient and effective, not only on the defense or, or excuse me, the offensive end, but the defensive end of the court. And then you look at Marcus Smart, who's just a tenacious defender. One of the best defenders, I think, in the league, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, from that guard position, um, the depth that they have. I love um, Williams. They're yeah, powerful. Robert, Robert Williams. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I love that, you know, the peskiness of white um, who, you know, had so many good Derek series white. against the Nuggets. Oh man. Going back to the Spurs. The Spurs. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so I think they are the best team and the team to beat. Um, it was really, I mean, the Nuggets got crushed in Boston, right? Yeah. And it was really great to see them respond that way at home. And I think just changing a little bit, but just going back to like this current homestand, they beat, the Nuggets have beat some really good teams. They have, yeah. Um, and I, I actually don't worry about that as much. I think, under the Malone tenure, I've been critical of him. Right. If anything, it's been when they played lesser talented teams. Yeah. Yep, we we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. and yeah. Uh, like Minnesota, like, come on, I mean Minnesota was missing <laughs> a lot of players, and we should have won that game, yeah. even if we were tired. And I thought, yeah. like, here's Jamal Murray coming back off a day's rest, like he's going to carry this team, right? Yeah. Didn't happen, so we we move on, but. And so we've been very successful. To answer your question, I do believe Boston's the top team to beat. And I think the Nuggets and Boston would be a great uh, championship series. I think so, too. Jack, since you you brought the question up, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I, you know, they're – 
Nelson nailed it. But I think some interesting points too in December. I know they lost to the Magic twice during in in both in Boston. So I thought that was an interesting kind of just kind of to look inside, see where they're they really do a Nuggets thing where they play down <laughs> to their team, right? Like to it, who they're playing it. with, and so it's weird. And so because they'll they'll stomp Milwaukee, which Milwaukee's another team who's playing really weird. Again, yeah, they, yeah, they are. Yeah, they definitely are. They've so lost I, to some bizarre teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And I, I just think that Eastern Conference, as as taut as they were, I think they're becoming a little bit more humble. And they're looking more like the West in the sense that you can see a lot of teams come through it. So with Boston, yeah, I, I just think – I definitely think that Oklahoma City game's an anomaly. The weirdest part about that game was SGA wasn't even playing. I yeah. think the fact that I'm surprised he didn't throw 30 in there, like you'd expect. Right. So, yeah, I think Boston, I do see they, they have a pretty easy schedule coming up with Spurs and Chicago. Uh, well, Chicago's a weird, I, all these teams are weird, especially yeah. in the East, because Chicago will stomp on good teams. And I don't know. But regardless, Chicago I, just beat the Sixers last night, yeah, right? Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with, and they, uh, and they play again today against Utah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Levine had what, th- 11 threes? Yeah, he had like 80% shooting. <laughs> I believe is what he ended with. Yeah. yeah, he had a good game. Yeah, that Chicago team is interesting. But yeah, I, I think with Boston and all of them, it, it's really going to come down to honestly the playoffs in the sense how are they going to perform in a seven game series and how when they look at one team, because you see them get swept by Orlando in that series, but then they go ahead and beat, I forgot the last series they were in, but I'm pretty, they swept one team. So, you know, it's just going to, time will tell. I do think the Nets are starting to emerge as, as could be the biggest threat in the East point. Yeah. Just based on their consistency. Cause the, the bad record they had in the beginning was due to all that drama and Kyrie and Steve Nash and et cetera. So now that they have their heads down and they're just playing for, for Vaughn, I think that, they could really be the biggest threat, but I we'll see. I'm I'm curious how this season will go. Yeah, Jeremy, if I could just add this too, like I I don't know about you guys, but I was super impressed with Cleveland last night too. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. top to bottom without Mitchell. Yeah. Um, I think they're a good young team, and then oh, they've yeah. got the you know the sage the kind of sagey veteran with Love coming off the bench, mm-hmm. um, and. I mean, they are an impressive ball club for sure. Um, I thought that was uh, an interesting game last night from that perspective that they were just all in our grill in the first half as far as like offensive rebounds. The Nuggets could not clear the glass. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt like it was, they were really, we couldn't shake them even at the end, right? Like, it was it got up to fifteen to ten, but it wasn't a blowout. And I just thought Cleveland is a good a good team with big, you know, good height with their their forward center combinations. Um Mobley's an impressive young player. Yeah, I like, I like Mobley. Hit a free yes, throw last yes. night. Um so yeah, I'm very impressed with Cleveland. Yeah. I agree. I think um I mean, Cleveland in general, they've played the Nuggets pretty well last couple of years, just at least games being competitive. Because yep. um, I do like Darius Garland. I think that kid, mm-hmm. that kid has so much potential. Um, really definitely, good. Yeah, definitely one of the better like playmakers at the position. Um, and of course, he can get hot and just bang threes like yep. crazy as well. 
of course, we know Jared Allen has that potential. Mm. Um, you know, and you mentioned Nelson, you mentioned Evan Mobley. So they have they have they have a nice core. And it's funny that you brought up Kevin Love, right? <laughs> because Nugget the, Killer, Kevin Love. <laughs> nugget Killer. And I, I do believe that uh, I know, you know, at some point we we would be talking about potential trades and different things that the Nuggets could be doing. Kevin Love is one of those players that just for the last few years. So it's it's him and Malcolm Brogdon. Those are two players at different positions, obviously, but two different players that are just smart. They're savvy. They know like they know every time they get on the floor, they know their role. And those are the types of players that I believe the Nuggets need, especially in the second unit. Um so it's funny that you brought up Kevin Love because every time I saw him play, especially as of late, I'm like, bro, I would love Kevin Love oh, uh-huh. okay. Lo- okay. <laughs> to, to be to be in that Nuggets second unit. Like oh, to, sure. to think about Jokic going to the bench, right? And you know you still have Kevin Love who can pass the ball. He can still rebound. He can space the floor and hit the three from anywhere, essentially. Yeah. And he's also another guy who's just really smart, so he can kind of help galvanize the troops and um, – I think those are the types of players that the Nuggets need in that second unit. I, I like I said, I love Bones, and mm-hmm. you know, you get Christian Brown, who I still think he's really good. Bruce mm-hmm. Brown, all those guys, they have their roles, and they're really good for what this Nuggets team is. But I do believe there needs to be a trade. I do believe there needs to be something just to add, just a couple pieces to help with that second unit. And I believe um, Malcolm Brogdon can help, Kevin Love can help, and I actually also like. Andre Drummond. I don't know why, but there's just something about him as another. I like. I mean, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, yeah, nah. you see what I mean? Like that's nah. the reaction. That Good most for morale. Yeah, like he's he he's, is. He's, he's a, a great team player. Yeah. Exactly, and yeah. that's what it is. He's a he's a really good teammate. Yep. I just I like the idea of Andre Drummond because what you yep. get from him is you're not going to have much of a fall off from a rebounding perspective if he's on the no. floor. He's taking every rebound you can find. <laughs> that is one guy who can do that, and he actually passes the ball as well. The issue is, but we still, but we also have that with DeAndre Jordan, is they're both offensively challenged. That's yeah. right. But yeah. Andre Drummond is better offensively than DeAndre Jordan is because yeah. he can actually do some hook shots. And you saw he, he was putting up 20-plus a game when he was in Detroit. Yeah. You know, and he can still score a little bit. So – I know we were getting to that point, you know, of talking about certain players that the Nuggets like, but those three guys are three players that I would love the Nuggets to target. Malcolm Brogdon, Kevin Love, and Andre Drummond. Jack, are there any players just around the league right now that you would like to just have on the Nuggets? Yeah, I mean... Honestly, the first first one's not even a trade. I think they need to re-sign Demarcus Cousins. He he fit perfectly in the system. Uh, he was he was I, the games a couple games. Joker Karad, he was scoring twenty a game. Like he was just he was he was the perfect big man for our secondary. So right. I think that you know it's it's weird that no one's picking him up. So I don't well, know what's you, going on there. Did you yep. see that Jack? Where he's going to be working out with the Lakers supposedly? Yeah. Oh, I did gosh. see that a little bit, but. You know, it's just weird, like because he just he keeps jumping. So I, I and I don't know why no team can hold him down. With he clearly still has his talent. And I know I know injuries are a concern for him, but if you put him in the in the second team, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to go after him, especially how he performed last year. But the next one, I mean, I really like Matisse Thibel. I think off Ooh, the Sixers okay. defensive I, wing. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think especially with. 
the emergence of other players, or it was D'Anthony Melton, especially with his emergence right. on the Sixers, he Thibault's really seen a lesser impact or a lesser playtime. So I just think that adding a good defensive wing like that, or excuse me, a defensive guard like that, just really can provide the Nuggets with that secondary. Because I know Bruce Brown's really helpful and mm-hmm. and Bones is helpful, but. Uh, not on defense. Bones is definitely not a defensive oh, guy. God, so, no, not at all. Not <laughs> so just, at all. I think adding another guard there for that secondary unit because I think he would see a lot of play time. So, I would say those are my two for like those realistic either trades or. And to your Andre Drummond point, I really like the fact that Chicago's trying to blow their team up, so they're going to be looking at everybody to to possibly trade for. So, I I, I would throw Drummond in there too. Yeah, I think you can get him cheap um, right now. I was thinking lowbrow kind of in the sense of, um, you know, not having to give up a lot of capital to get mm-hmm. somebody that could come in and be effective. Right. Um, and, and, and also teams that would be willing to trade. Um, and I like the idea, and this is kind of, um, it would be interesting to hear your take on it. Mascala from the Oklahoma City. The Thunder, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. As a backup big to Jokic. The reason I like that is, um, A, it's probably not going to cost you a lot to get him. No, no. Um, He barely plays, really. He's a guy that's, you know, 6'11", 240. So, not a great defender by any means, but he definitely can shoot the three ball. Yeah. I just think we miss, and there's no way to make up for the Joker when he's out of the game, yeah, right? Yeah. We have to realize that. But, yeah. uh, but I, I'd like to have somebody come in and be able to be consistent. Zeke mm-hmm. gives you that sometimes, yeah. but it sometimes it's just kind of head scratching because some games he disappears. Mm-hmm. Like against the Clippers, he looked marvelous mm-hmm. yeah. last night. Not so great. And and to give DeAndre Jordan credit. I thought he was wonderful in the game last night. I thought he was a difference maker in the in those back to back blocks that he came on that in one with play. the block shot. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dunk, yeah. you know, the just the his presence in there. I thought he was to me that was one of his best games. Agreed. So if you can spot use him, maybe he can be effective on some level. Mm. I just think, and you know, going back to Demarcus Cousins, I mean the reason he's not on any team is because of the, the, the stuff that he does in the locker room. I think he's, I think he's a huge distraction. He's always had issues with referees and I think the nuggets got tired of it. And um, otherwise I wanted him back. 1000 percent. Yeah. Yeah. We all did based on his talent and his skill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was a talk about that, you know, the dearth between when Joe kick leaves that was marginalized with cousins. Mm -hmm. I thought cousins was very effective last year. Yeah. Um, and was great with the second unit had a good little rapport with bones. Mm -hmm. Um, the other person, this is going to be odd too, is the low and he's just a, he seems to be kind of like a freaky dude. Is the Lopez dude for Cleveland last night who's not playing at all? Robin, Robin Lopez. Yeah, Robin. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a really bizarre looking dude. But, <laughs> um, he has always played well against the Nuggets, too. You know, he's seven foot two, 270 pounds. So he's like a drumming and he doesn't play at all. So again, yeah. somebody maybe you could pick up 
for a second round pick or, right. you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't mind him being two years ago. He was averaging almost 10 points a game. Mm-hmm, right. So I wouldn't mind him in that role. Um, cause I think he can score. Um, so those would be mine. And then the ultimate one would be KD obviously. Okay. Um, and that's not going to happen, but <laughs> to get Kevin Durant, um, pair him with Joker, um, the, the amount that you'd have to give up for that would be ridiculous, but we can always dream that that would happen at some point, but yeah, that would be, that would be amazing. So it looks like, cause I was going to ask, I was going to kind of segue into this one particular question, right? Uh, because we were just talking about different players that we would like to have on the Nuggets to pair with Nikola Jokic. Now, Nelson, it looks like you already answered this um, yes. by mentioning Kevin Durant, because obviously it'll be very hard for the Nuggets to pick up Kevin Durant. They would have that's to trade right. almost every player on the team that's not Jokic. That's to get right. Him. Um, but listen, <laughs> at the end of the day, anything can happen in this league. We've mm-hmm. seen some crazy trades. We've seen things happen that you're like, what? why would they trade him for him or yeah, him right, for right. them or <laughs> it can happen. So I wanted to, to pose this question. Who would be the one player that you would perfectly pair with Nikola Jokic? Nelson, you mentioned Kevin Durant, Jack, is there any player in the league? And right now don't even think about salary cap. Don't yep. think about trade value. Who is the perfect player that you would pick up today? If you could to pair with Nikola Jokic to take this Nuggets team to a championship. I mean, I, I think, my heart, especially because the past couple of years, it would have been Bradley Beal, but his okay. injury, his injuries, I just and just, I, I don't know, he's been kind of a weird player of the past couple of years. But as of right now, I think I really like Anthony Edwards. I think, wow, yeah, okay. I just think with his size, his athleticism, just all around play, just he is a commander of that floor. So I just really, I would love to see. I want to see youth too. I think that's kind of what also drove me right. away from Bradley Beal because that was kind of my first thought. Um, and so I just really think just the point creators, I think is huge. And honestly, talking about realistic slightly would even be Zach Levine. There's a slim chance with his his yeah, um, discomfort like in Chicago. Right. So, but we'll see. But yeah, I would I would take Anthony Edwards. How about you, Jeremy? Anthony Edwards. Okay, okay. Well, for me, um, the only person in the league that I think if you take them off their team and put them on the Nuggets right now and pair them with Jokic, that I there's no doubt in my mind this is a championship team. Luka Doncic. Yeah. Oh right? gosh. Yeah. Luka Doncic. Listen, and 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 honestly, it's not even just style of play. It's yeah. off the court shenanigans as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are some clips of them like during All Star Weekend and mm-hmm. like Jokic and Luka, they already have like this this bond you could see it you know yeah. of course european guys like like you, you know there's there's they a lot of them they really stick together as well which is awesome yeah. um you know but you could kind of tell that these two guys because they play very similar look what they mm-hmm. do for their teams you know they pretty much they they're leading their team in points rebounds assists like they they do everything and i think you put that that ability that and they both have the ability to take games over and drop 50 at the drop of a dime mm-hmm. you know of course none of them are known as great defenders but you pair defensive shooters around yeah. those two guys dude you cannot stop that. <laughs> yeah. because at the end of the day you'll rarely find a night where both of them are off at the same time 
you know, because what Luca brings to the table and what Jokic brings to the table, very similar, but they both have their style of play. Obviously, Luca is a little bit more flashy when it comes to what he does. You know, he does the whole looking at the crowd and yelling and all that. Yeah. He's, like you put them, that's like that's the yin and the yang because Jokic doesn't do that. He just gets right. the work done. But yeah. he doesn't really necessarily flex and look at the crowd like I'm him and all this extra stuff. He yeah. doesn't do that. But Luca has the ability to do that because he wants people to know how good he is. I mean, when he got into the league, one of the first things he said was, it's harder to score in Europe. As a young player going to the NBA and making a statement like that, teams then saying, oh, you think it's harder <laughs> to score out there. Let me make sure I show you. Yeah. And, and him still walking over defenses after making <laughs> that statement. After I saw that, I was like, oh, man, Luca, Luca is that guy. And if if there was some way the Nuggets could get Luca on the Nuggets to pair with Jokic, I don't care who you got to give up. Yeah. They do it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that would have made me amazing, Jeremy. I think well, you'd have to give up the kitchen sink for that. You gotta get everything, everybody. You gotta pay extra stuff for years after. I don't care. I think yeah. you put those two guys on the court, and you pretty much put anybody who's willing to play defense and shoot some threes from time yeah. to time. You're not. There is no team yeah. that's gonna stop them. That's just how I see it. What, no, what like does it. it take for them? To, what does it take for Luca to want to get out of there, or for Dallas to even consider getting rid of him? Ooh, they would. I mean, they would, I don't think that happens ooh. unless there's <laughs> there's got to be some buy-in, right? From that's what I think. Cuban yeah. on something where Luca went up and said, "Hey, I'm not going to play for you anymore, and I, right. I I won't play at all unless you trade me." They would have and to hear my. They would have to lose hear my bunch. teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a Carmelo did to us, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah. gosh, that's the only thing that would happen. That's the only way that could happen. Because they're relatively successful, so that's why it's kind of interesting. And I say yeah, relatively enough. I mean, they're successful in the playoffs, but they it feels like they always fall short, and he gets frustrated by that. Mm -hmm. And not to say that there's any issues right now, but I think if they consistently keep doing that, where he doesn't get enough help, I I, I could see him easily wanting Boy, to. If you listen to the pundits, there are issues. They talk about yeah, Dallas being that. like a 500 ball club yeah. and, and all that. And then right after they said that is when Luca had his, you know, his crazy game. <laughs> so, 60 point triple um, double. <laughs> you know, I, I think. Uh oh. Hold Did on. we lose Nelson? <laughs> oh, hold on. He's in the middle of a good point. Yeah. Hold on. Hopefully somebody didn't call him or something. I know he's on his phone. <laughs> oh, it's <let's> okay. <laughs> well, I was like waiting to see. Okay, come back. Hold, yeah, on. Yeah. hold on. Hold on. The suspense. The suspense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree. He's he makes great points, and I think I Den, You know, Dallas really could blow it up, but it's just hard. It's hard to see it right now because they're successful enough. Right. But. I don't see them being, they just don't, I don't see them eclipsing without doing a trade, like getting Jokic. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. It's interesting about that though. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a pull him back up. Yeah. 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 It looks like he got, he got disconnected, but it's all good. But yeah. no, um, I just think, I, I think those, those players are all really good players. Um, if the Nuggets could find some way to get them, obviously yeah. they're all fantasy picks because you would have to give up everything to get yeah. KD. Yeah, I mean, you may not have to give up as much to get Zach Levine, like you mentioned. Yeah, I'm not sure what it'll take to 
to pull Anthony Edwards from the Wolves <laughs> yeah. um, because I mean it's it's interesting because he is he's kind of like the Jamal Murray yeah. of, of that team right because Carl yeah. Anthony Towns is still essentially the face of the team but of course mm-hmm. you have you know Rudy Gobert is there now I mean yeah. D'Angelo Russell is pretty decent um, so you have you you have your guys but I think yeah. I think they might be able to find a way to do that but you're gonna have and there's no yeah. way you get edwards and not like give up like an mpj yeah you see what i mean like you gotta yeah. give up mpj you gotta give up i don't know maybe bones or something and like it's For it's sure. it's a couple pieces that you're gonna have to give up but like yeah. i said before I, if you gotta do it to i i want to see a nuggets championship in my lifetime man oh like, yeah i I'm... want i i, I need that I need well, that. The fact that Nelson hasn't makes it even worse. <laughs> if he's been a fan since '77 right. and he hasn't seen one, I thought I was. Uh, I thought I was like feeling bad, you know, being a Nuggets fan for like 20 plus years. And I was yeah, like, oh man, yeah. this is all right. This is getting tough now. Yeah, you know, now, now hearing from Nelson, it's like, all right, I don't feel as bad no more <laughs> yeah. because you know. But dude, that is so cool to be oh, able amazing. to say you went amazing, to the highest scoring game in NBA history in person. I know. It's crazy. I know. My dad is funny. He he's a semi basketball fan. He had season tickets in the '90s for the Nuggets, and uh, he get, he gave me these Polaroids of Kareem and David Thompson. Yeah, just he took them on the sideline, which is funny to think you were, could just go up and do that at the time. Like nowadays, you're getting blocked off. They got plenty of security, but it's it's really cool to see that historical viewpoint of it. So hopefully, he can reconnect soon. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for what the trade deadline might look like. I think right. I hope that, you know, some of the, it's not all just conjecture. I hope some guys actually get moved because oh, I mean, who out of the teams that are kind of struggling right now, who do you think is going to blow it up the most? Do you think it's Chicago, Toronto? I know those are kind of the two. Right. Talked about the most. I can, I can definitely see Toronto blowing it up. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on. looks like we got. All right. We got him back. We got Nelson right. back in the Welcome back. back. Did you guys lose me or was I the only one? It was You're it was just one. you at the moment, but <laughs> oh, we're good. So we sorry. we kind of we no. kind of just continued, you know, talking about it. Um okay. we got yeah. we got you back. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's good. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, you're Thanks, good. Guys. Yeah, we were just we were just talking about obviously, you know, obviously with the the, the different players that we were talking about. Right. Um, and you know, Jack just asked a question, you know, what would it take for like certain teams to blow things up, right? So right. He, he brought up the Raptors, brought up um the Chicago Bulls, like these teams that are, you don't really know what they're going to do. Like you can't mm-hmm. see them winning a championship right now, but they have talent. They have clear sure. talent. You, of course, with Toronto, you have Fred Van Vliet, you have OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, you know, of course, Pascal Siakam. So they have players that, I mean, every one of those names I just mentioned are serious trade assets right now yep. that most teams would pick up at any given moment. Oh, and it's it's and speaking of it, OG Ananobi would be another player. Oh yeah, that, that if the Nuggets found a way to get him, I'll never forget when we missed him on the draft by Who? one pick. Instead, oh, yeah, we got we Tyler did. <laughs> Dude, speaking of the draft, man, the, the Nuggets. I mean, it's it's interesting to think about the players that the Nuggets did draft and did yeah. get, and then looking back at the players that were like two spots before him or two yeah. spots right. behind him. And it's like, dude, we, we could have, we could have got him. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yes, but that's by a, that much. Yeah. 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 But that's With um, our old friend, uh, Najuri as the person taking him from us. 
Yeah, um, uh, Masai, Masai Ujiri, Masai, yeah. Masai, yeah. Masai Ujiri. You know, it's it's so funny that you you bring that up, uh, Nelson, um, because I know obviously when we were talking about the show and everything, um, you had a you had a question um, for yeah. the people. So you brought up Masai Ujiri, who is obviously the architect for a lot for a few different Nuggets teams. He sure. was he won Executive of the Year in 2013, right before he left um, to go to Toronto and. Um, it's so it's so it's interesting that that you brought that up because you asked the question, who are your favorite Nuggets teams of all yeah. time? Now, now for me, I'm gonna say the 2019, which is probably you know kind of a cliche answer, but Chauncey Billups is my favorite basketball player of all time, right? So for that team to to and I, I watched every single game and I'm talking about every single playoff game there every single game throughout the season you know and I like I like Allen Iverson too obviously before they traded to get Chauncey and everything out of Detroit but I was sitting there like man this team this team has it this team can win the whole thing this team can win it all but it wasn't because of Carmelo you know because obviously Carmelo was essentially the team's best player at the time but Chauncey Billups was the team's most important player. <laughs> and that's how I saw it because I always liked the way that Chauncey carried himself. You know, I like players who they have the ability to like, you know, at the end of the game, they called him Mr. Big Shot for a reason, right? Even back to Detroit, because when he would go to the free throw line late in the game, you could trust him with that, with your house. Mm-hmm. And he would go there and just make sure he hit those free throws for you. Um, but that 2019 was just unreal, man. It Love was Chauncey. Unreal. Man, Chauncey. How do you not love Chauncey? Dude, he was he was the best. So I would say 2009 was was my favorite Nuggets team, and and I've seen a lot of different Nuggets teams, um, but that one was just they they had it, they had it. And when I saw, you know, obviously in the first round, um, I believe they played. It was it was Chris Paul and those guys. I oh my god! And then they beat them by like sixty, forty like points. Crazy! <laughs> they smacked them, and then that they was played. So fun. And then they played the Dallas Mavericks in the second round. And Carmelo hit this um the step back three over Devin George in the corner yeah. to like give the Nuggets the lead. And then of course you know you run into the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And every time I think about that team, all I could think about is Anthony Carter. Oh gosh. And tre- like, dude, Trevor Ariza. Trevor oh my Ariza gosh. was like, when I every time I saw him after that, I would still cringe. Yeah, I mean that was haunting. Oh my gosh! Those. In the- fact, when you said Man. that, the first thing that came to my mind was actually twofold: George Carl. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. what an idiot <laughs> to have AC, have AC like his trusted out of bounds player going against a. A six foot nine Trevor Ariza at five foot three, and he did it twice. Yeah, he. Did I don't it know twice. if you remember that, but he did it twice. He did, he did it I'm twice. Like, he did it twice. Dude, yeah. The team didn't lose the championship, George. <laughs> you did. <laughs> that Sorry, was, that was tough, man. That was. I remember watching that, and I was like, "There's no way this just happened." Yeah, there's no, no way. way because that dude, that team was so good. That Nuggets team was just. They had everything, and I truly believe there's nobody who can tell me different i truly believe if the nuggets played the orlando magic in the finals they were winning that champ the nuggets yeah. were winning that championship. Yeah, yeah. like oh, you yeah. can't like i understand dwight howard jameer nelson rashard lewis all these guys were cool but i don't see the nuggets losing that series man i don't yeah, I hear you. so all so 
it took a couple plays, a couple plays. We were about to be in game seven. And yeah. Oh man. But yes, to answer the question, Nelson, that 2009 Nuggets team was my favorite Nuggets team of all. And they, they were definitely Jeremy and Jack in my top five for sure. And, um, uh, you know, my first team was the, um, and I'm just trying to look at my notes because I want to make sure that I'm right about it. But it was the the Nuggets team that had Calvin Nat and Fat Lever and Alex and Dan Essel right, right. against the Lakers with Magic. And um, again, I'm not sure about the year because 80, 84 to 85. What was it? 84 to 85. That's right. And um, I believe Calvin got Calvin Nat, who was just an amazing pickup because he just brought such grit. And, you know, he's probably six foot six, maybe, but he was a power forward and he was just workmanlike. And he was just so good under the basket. Um, He was a perfect pairing with Alex. And then Fat Lever was throwing in double, you know, triple doubles. They had Wayne Cooper, I believe, and the, they uh, Calvin got injured in that playoff. Now I remember that I um, it was eighty five, and I it, on my actual birthday, which is May fourteenth, they beat the Lakers one thirty one one fourteen, and um and tied the series in L A. and I'm like. This is the we're gonna go. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna win that. We we were a better team than the Lakers in my mind, and they lost that series because Calvin Nat got injured. But um, yeah, that was a that was a fun that was a fun year. I think the bubble team was a great team. I think the the Kimbe team that good old Bernie Bickerstaff dismantled with Robert Pack and Brian Williams and Lafonso Ellis was a uh, an amazing team, um, and obviously the team that you mentioned. Oh, definitely, I I would say for me, you guys kind of stole my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I mean, if we're talking age wise, too, the one I remember, the one I would say is the best of being really involved would be the bubble team for me. And I think okay. that's first of all, I want to notice, I want to make note that all of the last conference finals we played her against the lakers so i know right? if we can get there without the lakers being there we might have a shot have that's a right <laughs> yeah. yeah but um yeah and i i think first of all i liked the bubble in the sense that obviously i think fans do take play a big part but you really just got to see the rawest basketball and who was playing at the highest level in just basketball just yeah, so I really liked that in that sense. But the Nuggets, they're coming back from two, three, three, one series. I thought oh. that was amazing. Yeah. I yeah. thought, you know, that team was really good. And I really loved Jeremy Grant. I was so sad that they let him leave, <laughs> especially now how he's doing good in Portland. But but Aaron Gordon, though. Aaron Gordon, I'll take him. I'll definitely take <laughs> hey, Jack him. Jack on that team, uh, Jack on that team, how many times did you kind of like mentally give up yeah. that they were done. Yeah. You know, they, it was tough, especially when they would go down three, one. Cause you're like, how are you doing this in both? You say there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, the grit was amazing to see, but to your point, they, they had games throughout that season where you're just, you're, you're kind of just gritting your teeth. Like, Oh, why are you doing that? Like, why are you making those plays? But yeah, I, I think, I, I really I just I want to throw Yoke, a Jokic team in there too because he's for he's sure a, 
if anybody deserves it, man, I hope to God he gets one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, those um those those are some amazing teams, man. I think it's just interesting looking back at just the past. You know, yeah, of right. course, we see what's happening right now, yeah. <clears throat> and this, this team, obviously, like I mentioned before, being first in the West, they have a shot. Yeah, they do. Obviously, they, you stay healthy going into the playoffs. You don't run into the Lakers. I think you got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have to uh, to to win to win this whole thing. So, you know, like I said, the 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 team right now, I think, is probably the best and the, probably the most talented that I think the Nuggets have been. But like we mentioned before, there are still some things the Nuggets can do to really yeah. kind of lock that in, right? Yeah. And just give us that, you know, that extra edge, especially from the bench. Now, guys, listen, um, this has been an amazing show. Nelson, you brought you brought some, some things for Jack and I that yeah. I wasn't expecting to hear. But I'm so glad that you brought them up. It's a for different sure. perspective. Being able to to say that you were there for these yeah. these historical moments, man, like that's amazing. And 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 I absolutely want you back on this show to share <laughs> yeah, some more, awesome. to sure. share some more things to you know for the people. And for me, like I said, I'm just I'm just a I'm just a lover of the game. I love the Nuggets, and yeah. anytime I can hear something that I don't know, yeah, I want to know. Yeah, right. Like I grew yeah. up, I grew up in the Caribbean, man. So like. I really didn't grow up watching a lot of basketball. Like yeah. I started watching um, basketball in 2000, right? And that's mm-hmm. when I became a Nuggets fan in in the year 2000. And um, so, so for me, it was all playing catch up from that point. Yeah. It's like, oh, what happened this year? What happened this year? And, and right, right. And a lot of people, most of the people who know me now, it's kind of hard to talk to me about basketball and me not know something. So when right. I hear something that I don't know, I'm literally like. Like a kid yeah. in a candy store. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so cool to find out. So no, we we appreciate you bringing a different perspective to a lot of different things. For well, us. yeah, and you just said like kid in a candy store, and that's how I feel right now. Like, <laughs> very cool. Just having you know two people that I can talk about my favorite team with has been a total joy for me. Um, bringing back the memories too, and and going through some stuff. But you guys are awesome, Jack and. Jeremy, what a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate absolutely, it. Absolutely. Jack, you got any last words for us before we uh, get up out of here today? Uh, you know, let's hope let's hope they uh let's hope they keep this hot streak going. But go nuggets. Go nuggets. Go nuggets. <laughs> all right, y'all. Listen um to all the listeners, we will be bringing a lot of great content moving forward. Um we I'm going to clip some of these pieces up. We'll, it'll be on Twitter so you guys can, you know, see different things and get some some real life reaction from people. Um, because I think I'm also going to start bringing on people who are also not fans of the Nuggets because I want to hear if other people feel the same way about our team that we do, right? Like if, right, they're, if they're as intimidated about the Nuggets, like we see the Nuggets as a good team. But yeah. I know some people right now, like I still tweet that the Nuggets can win a championship. And if you go to my Twitter, of course, there's a lot of interaction. But a lot of yeah. the times I'm getting people tweeting me like, bro, stop. You know, like I've had, I have multiple people who do that very often. So it's still people who doubt what the Nuggets can do. And I truly believe that'll change, but they have to win a championship. And I think that's the only way, that's the only way to to change those naysayers. So, um, like I said before, guys, this has been a pleasure. We are definitely going to do this again soon. And like y'all said, go Nuggets. This is Denver Hoops and Dreams. We'll catch y'all on the next show. 